Hi, and welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. I'm your host, Valerie Borgman, and today's episode is all about what happens when the job you signed up for turns out to be way more than you bargained for. What did you think the job would be like? I thought they would both pass away and it would be pretty simple. Just take care of what was left. Easy peasy. Today, we're talking to Floyd Borkman, who I also get to call mother-in-law. Years ago, Floyd's brother, Dale, took her to lunch and asked her if she would be the executor of his and his wife, June's estate. Floyd had no idea that years later, after her brother's death, she would also become responsible for her sister-in-law, June's care even though June has two sisters, Nancy and Diane. So let's listen in and find out what it's been like for Floyd being executor, POA, and now trustee for her sister-in-law, and how she's tackled a lot of red tape and a lot of magazine subscriptions. So, um, Mom, I am so excited. (laughs) You are my very first interview. And I'm so grateful that you decided to be uh, a guinea pig for me. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I would love if we can actually go back and start from how you even became involved with Aunt June's care and sort of what that conversation was like with Uncle Dale and how how you felt <laughs> and, and if you even realized what that it would entail where you are today. Oh, not at all. I didn't realize he didn't either. He simply asked me to be the executor of their will. He took me out to lunch, asked me that. And then later she asked me, not knowing that he had already asked me. And I agreed. And we we were very close at that point. Yeah. What did you think the job would be like? I thought they would both pass away and it would be pretty simple. Just take care of what was left, sell the house, the car, and whatever they were giving to people. Take care of that. Leave the lawyer and easy peasy. (laughs) And it would, I think it would have been an easy piece compared to this. So, well, so how did you feel about the fact that she had two sisters, but you were the one who was chosen? Uh, I care about June, but it made sense that some of her family would do it rather than me. But I think she did it. Well, I know she did it because it was Dale's wish. Was there any awkward feeling between you and her sisters? No. You know, people would think there would be. And I mentioned it to one of her sisters, the older one. We were very close. We grew up together and we spent a lot of time at each other's houses as teenagers. And and the two families, my family and their family, was almost like relatives. Parents were very close. And I adored her parents. It was wonderful having those sisters, though I would hate to have gone through this by myself. And I would have deferred to them if they chose a place that I wasn't my choice, but the two of them wanted that for her because they are her sisters. And uh, they realize now, besides the placement, all the work I have to do as her trustee now, power of attorney and all that, they don't want this job. Nobody wants this job. And it's not finished yet. Uh, I know. And it, and you don't even realize what what you're signing up for in the beginning. And I think it's great that you have them to help you, but it's still all of that responsibility falls on your shoulders. So when did you know that it was time for you to step in, that it was, you know, that your job was actually starting? This past year, I knew she was failing, 
but I was afraid she'd be able to stay in her home until she passed away. During that year from time to time, I think I should say something to her sisters, but I thought, thought well, what are we going to do? You know, we're not going to do anything until something comes to a head and it will probably. I just let it go so she could be in her home as long as she could. And they were going over there sometimes to clean her house. That should have been a tip off too. And, uh, then the thing with the checks, and I said to Diane, we went to lunch every week. I said to her one day about June, you know, messing up on the check. And she said, I told you she's slipping. <laughs> and well, and then Nancy said it, it was a good thing she had the bigger stroke because Nan- it's a lot of it's the grace of God. Nancy had a doctor's appointment nearby that day and she came over and June had fallen and the lady from Meals on Wheels had come by and didn't and June didn't answer the door. She couldn't get up. So the lady called Diane, who also does Meals on Wheels in a different area. So the lady on Meals on Wheels went back to get June. June was able to crawl to the door and I get, get it so the lady could open it up. And lady, I guess, got her up. But June also has a life alert. But, of course, she, I don't, she wasn't wearing it. That's oh. a whole other thing with life alert. Oh, wow. And um, anyway, then. Her sister, Nancy, who had the doctor's appointment, came over later the afternoon and she said, are you OK, June? And June said no. And before in the past, June wouldn't say she wasn't OK. She would always say she's OK, didn't need to go to the doctor. And so she called the ambulance. She went and that was the beginning. OK. Even even the hospital said she didn't have a stroke. I didn't care. I said from the get go, this woman's had a stroke. You don't fall down and not know why you fell down. Wow. So what did and, they did they ever find anything? Well, here's what the deal is. She had a UTI, they said. And so oh. when Nancy and I then, what, I don't know, three weeks later, went to the doctor the day she was being admitted. And thank goodness he stood his ground and wanted to see her before she was admitted. We were mad at it and didn't want any part of it. And we turned out to love him because he is a good doctor. He cares about her. That's it. That's what you want. But he... um he read her the report from the hospital and he said, you didn't, he said, we know you've had strokes since 2015. That's when my brother died. Nobody knew she had strokes since 2015. <gasps> wow. Nancy, I sitting there. Nancy's a retired nurse. Nobody knew. And so then I thought, oh my gosh. And so anyway, he said, but you didn't have a stroke this time. And he said, it's a UTI and I can do strange things, you know, manifestations, all that. Then he asked her a question. He asked June a question. She's sitting there by him. And she says about four words coherently. And then she goes, he said, oh, he revised everything he said. He said that CT scan, I don't care if it showed a stroke or not, you had a stroke. He said, you might have gotten it too early for it to show up. And that's why he's got his report today for veterans. And she has a stroke. One of the things she has, yeah, he didn't know. He said, no, she didn't used to talk like this. Well, of course not. Nobody does. And then Nancy said to him, um, she used to dress up and she doesn't care about makeup. That's coming back a little bit. Care about makeup and dressing up and jewelry all day more. He said, I know she was always dolled up. And when I went to her other doctor's office one day for something, and they and this young woman said, oh, Miss Jazzy. She said, that's why I call her Miss Jazzy, because the way she dresses. I don't think people remember me from the bank and stuff like that, <laughs> but they did June. She made a real impression. And wasn't there something else that happened too, like right before her doctor's visit or right before the Oh, call? the other thing is, oh, I knew she was getting bad because, oh, 
right before she fell, I talked to her like one or two days before she went doctors, her doctor's visit. And that's the day she fell after the doctor's visit. And I asked her, I said, she has an endocrinologist for diabetes and she has her primary care doctor. She sees the same place. And she was driving all this time, not very many places, but church and to the doctor and the bank. Um, I asked her what doctor. She couldn't tell me wow. what doctor. And I said, was it Dr. So-and-so? She didn't know. She was beginning then not to be able to say stuff. So it was before the fall even. She couldn't bring things out. She was trying to get them out of her brain. She could still talk, but she couldn't get the information out. And then she fell two days later and then this is it. But Nancy's right. It's good she did have that stroke because she's already in bad shape. And then we knew she couldn't go home. She hadn't had that. She just stayed home. She stayed there for, stay, stay there until a catastrophe occurs. And that was her catastrophe. Nobody believes, they don't believe that something has to happen to somebody until something critical like this happens. Till the hand rings on the wall. She can't talk. She had a stroke. She can't take care of herself. Then you put it all together. But before that, you give her the benefit of the doubt. Like I did. I, I didn't want to embarrass her about the checks. I said, oh, June, you just messed up. You put the wrong date on. Okay, I said, I'll come over. You can give me the money for him. So that's what we do. You know, you want everything to be okay. So you're in denial, I guess, somewhat. Yeah, denial is is definitely huge. And um, it sounded like you even had some denial about uh, some magazine subscriptions. <laughs> the magazine she got, it is not natural. And the charities, and we're still getting stuff from charities. She gives to charities so much they send her money. Wow. They send her $2 bills. They send her Kennedy half dollars. I bet I've gotten at least $25 since I've been taking care of her from charities. And they send her checks that she can cash if she wants to. I just tear them up. But they really want you to just send them back to them, like for 3 or $4 or something. You have no idea the charities she gave to. Wow, that's a whole other thing that I don't even think I would think about. Well, she gave the charities before Dale died. And when he died, she said, I'm going to cut down the number I give to and how much I give. But she would send them all 5 or $10 or whatever. But Valerie, it's unreal. It's obsessive. It's so much. That's why her neighbor built her a big mailbox. Are you huge serious? Mailbox. <laughs> and it was practically filled every day. I'm serious. I have to, I'm going to oh take a picture of her mailbox gosh. and send it to you. Oh my gosh. Well, and I can imagine that it was also difficult getting all these things canceled. As people would talk to me. Other times I had to send in my power of attorney papers or else I would have to be with her and give her the phone. And she can barely talk or express herself. I have to write answers on paper, anticipate what they would ask. I was told she could read them off, but I couldn't tell her anything. And one time they asked for her mother's maiden name. That morning, I had happened to look at her birth certificate. I knew her mother's maiden name, but I wouldn't have remembered it. And so as soon as they asked that question, I wrote it down real quickly because she couldn't remember it. It's a very emotional thing, too. It really is very emotional because when she went three weeks ago, she went for a procedure the hospital and they said, can she sign her name? And I said, yes. And she can sign her name. I had her sign it, you know, those electronic things before she went in for the procedure. Well, then they take her away and her sister Nancy is there. I go downstairs to set up something with the cardiologist for her two floors down. And then Nancy calls me and she said, boy, Ann, you need to come back up here. You have to sign the papers because she thinks it's 1948. I said, well, they didn't ask me if she knew what year it was. I said, she can sign her name. But then I realized you're supposed to have some <laughs> cognitive awareness to be signing these things. 
<laughs> and I want her to have as much. I don't want to take things away from her. And I don't want to change things any more than I have to. Because her life is already so unsettled, not being able to express herself and her memory being faulty. When she couldn't remember where was someplace, I just rattled it off. You have to send in these. No, we cannot talk to you. Or if you get somebody who will talk to you, okay. Count your lucky stars. Count your lucky stars indeed. We're going to take a quick break. Stick around because Floyd has a lot more to say and I know you want to hear it. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Welcome back. So, Floy, I wanted to talk about the three things that happened to you at the bank. Um, and one of them, I know, was a not-so-fun surprise. Well, the day she went into assisted living. She and I went into bank and transferred some money from a savings to checking. And thank goodness I did because I wanted that cushion. And that's when I found out, she had, well, Wes, and I said, is this right? Because I asked to transfer to the savings and the girls, there's not that much in there. I thought, what? Oh, wow. So there was that much in money market though. So I could do the money market. And I, I said, we well, write those figures down. She did. I show them to June. Here's this you know, lady on her walker. And I, I just about fainted. I said, June, is this right? She nodded her head. And I thought to myself, why in the world did you believe somebody <laughs> that you know has been failing this last year and has written two checks that you had to t- had to be returned because she messed up. She put an impossible date and she put a date of like 20 years ago. I thought after they've been put in the bank, then it's oh discovered, you know, these are not going to fly. But I thought, why did you believe her? And I told her sister and sister, I'm going to be sick. And we'd all, and she was going into assisted living that day, but I think it was a gift from God. Otherwise, we'd never put her in that place that cost as much as it did. I tried to get a year's uh, bank statement so we would know what's going on, because we had no idea what's going on with the bank account. We don't know. We thought she had a lot of money. We don't know what she did with her money. We don't know anything. So I need the bank statement. And I went there, and then they sent to legal, call me back. We cannot talk to you. And so I just left it alone because I didn't need to have that at that point because we found old stubs and one of her sisters, who's an accountant and loves doing that kind of thing. She went through them. And then we did, I did find statements that June had kept from the previous year. That's the other thing. Only It's a learning curve, a severe learning curve. And it's only as good as the papers you find when somebody can't talk to you. So the second, the second does is the manager copy the power of attorney papers, send them off, I thought, and the resignation of the trust. Third visit, I go in, none of those papers were, were there. Were, there was no record of wow. any of those papers. And then this young woman, I got a call from today. She's got her thing taken care of, thank goodness. Um, she's great. And when she, at the end of the visit, after the, it's been two hours with her, she said, when I go, I'm taking your papers with me and I'll finish them up. And then I, if I need anything from you, I will have it scanned to this branch. You can come in, sign it, and then scan it to me. I said, no, I'm going to St. Peter's where you are. <laughs> Valor, you are only as good as that worker. And she's good. But the third thing was she was looking at things because my name was put on all June's bank accounts, checking, savings, and a money market. After when Dale died, I went a couple of days after he died, we went to the bank and, um, my name was put on. Then when she got this trust, the lady at the trust, she said, get your name off those accounts because if you get sued, they can go after June's money. So my name got off all the accounts we thought, but that was 2016. 
well, 2021, this spring, I look and on the money market, my name's still on the money market account. Wow. So when I'm at the bank last week, the girl looked at that and she said, this is insane. The paperwork was filled out for you to be taken off in 2016. Person at the bank did it, but wherever it went to, they didn't follow through. That's my three things with that bank. And so, no, you're only as good as the people who are doing their job. I think that's so important because a lot of times you feel like you're at the mercy of that person because you assume, you assume they know what they're doing. So when I find somebody like the lady at the lawyer's office who will talk to me, talk nicely and better yet knows what she's doing. And the girl at the bank, uh uh-uh, I stick to them. Don't take any chances. And the other thing is, Ordinary people dealing with this, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know the terminology. At least I feel like in selling the house, I feel like I have to have the right name of the house. Do I have to have my name and the property test and the date and all this other stuff? Oh, no. I I go through life hoping this stuff works out. I'm 79 years old, Valerie. <laughs> I know. I know. Good, I'm a, it's a good thing I'm good at trivia. So. You know, that my brain works. (laughs) I think we could come up with some really good trivia questions here. (laughs) I think some people could probably handle this easier. I'm not the kind of person who can because I feel the response really so greatly. I I think that's, it's a lot of information and paperwork. It's a job. Yes. It's a job. Yeah, exactly. Because the bottom line, all through this, you got to do this. The bottom line is that woman lying on the couch in the assisted living place that she gets taken care of and don't forget her in the mix and the mess because she wants you to come and visit her. Mm, Absolutely. But June expects you to be there. And the older sister said this morning, she said that she told her husband that Diane puts out June's clothes for her several days ahead. Well, Diane's got everything hanging in the closet matching anyway. June can just pick some. And Nancy's husband, Bob, said, why does she do that? I said, I'm with Bob. Why does she do that? And she launders June's clothes for her, even though they're laundered separately from everybody else's facility. Diane doesn't want them to shrink from having been put in the dryer because Diane doesn't put most, most nice things and there's any nice things in the dryer. Nancy said that we're making her an invalid. I said, no, she will never be an invalid. She will be the queen giving orders, but she won't be an invalid (laughs) because she knows her way around that place too much. (laughs) I've seen her. (laughs) But at least when she, she's very nice to me, though. She doesn't bark orders at me. It's a different relationship than her sisters, you know. And Nancy said that when she was over there the other day, Nancy cleaned out our coffee pot and she put it back on the holder. And June was lying on the couch and pretty soon June pointed over the coffee pot. It was crooked. Oh, gosh. She needs to straighten that coffee pot out. She's going to be the queen because people get used to being waited on. I know. And then yesterday when I left, we've had trouble with her TV. That's another thing. The cable goes out because she pushes the wrong button. So she calls 730 in the morning once you come over and do that. I talked to the nurse yesterday. Head nurse, she said, you call us. We'll go fix her TV. Well, sometimes you can fix this. Sometimes you have to call the cable company, go this whole rigmarole. And her life has ended if she didn't have Fox News 24-7 <laughs> and our Western channel or the old movie channel. But uh, TV is her life and she lies on the couch except for the activities she does. But before I left, she said to me, you come tonight, turn off the TV. Come in the morning, turn it back on. I looked at her and I thought, are you crazy? 
This ain't happening. She didn't go to bed till midnight. Oh my gosh. Was it at eight? I said, June, you can turn it off. So then, and then I, that's when the head nurse later, when it's later, she said, no, you just call on, so we'll turn back on. So no, she, she was never this way at home. Mm. She's become very dependent and wants all this attention. And I understand. Yeah. But my point was, you don't, don't let her in all the busyness of the stuff I have to do. I can't lose sight. She's the important thing. Yeah. She still needs it. Yeah. She's when I'm yeah. taking care of bills yeah. and all this other stuff. Mom, I just, um, I feel like, first of all, Aunt June is so lucky to have you and you have just been through so much. You're still going through it. I mean, you're still, you know, in the middle of everything. You have just had so many really great things to say. And um, I just wonder if there, is there any one thing that made it more doable for you? It has to be an act of love. Because it's so hard. Emotionally, mentally, every which way it does. Anybody who does. I love that. It's it's And you kind of touched on that earlier when you said um, that you had to remind yourself who it was for. Right. And I do it out of love for my brother and his love for her. I care about her, but I have to come back to that. The times... One time I went and threw up my hands when people were giving me all kinds of advice about the house. And I said, Dennis, I'm done with this job. I'm not getting paid enough. Any, anybody else can have it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> so then you have to, no, no. It, that's what keeps me going, that he picked me. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do. I love for him and for her then too, because she's a lovely person. Yeah, I, I do. And you have to. That's what the focus has to be in the midst of all kinds of craziness. You have to come back to that person and how important they are. Oh my gosh, mom. Thank you so much. I think it's so important that you shared your story and, you know, I really hope that it can help another family too. Well, thank you, dear. Thank you. Thank you. Want another great tip from Floy? Check out this episode's doable download in show notes and online. Do you have your own tips to share? We would love to hear from you. Send us a message and maybe we'll even have you on the show. Thank you so much. And until next time, make it doable.